Just while we're standing together, let's pray, shall we, right across this place? Um, Father, we want to thank you right now for the power of praise. We thank you right now that it breaks through into the heavenlies, that it releases the victory of God in our world and in our lives. And we praise you right now, Lord. With our hearts, we lift up a voice of exaltation to the King of kings and the Lord of lords this morning. We ask you to come right now and anoint your word and let your word penetrate every fibre of our being, God, because we know that your word produces life and hope and victory and breakthrough. And I declare over every life right now, either online or in this service or wherever you are right now, that the word of God would unlock the promises of God in your world today, that in Jesus' name, you would rise up in strength and victory and that you would walk forward into this coming season with the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit on your lives, your families, your businesses, and in Jesus' name right now. Father, I thank you. I just feel right now as we're praying, even right there as people are watching online, there's someone right now, and I don't know whether you're in this service or online, but you've got pain racking through your body and you need a miracle. Wherever your pain is right now, just put your hand right there and believe God. Father, I pray right now that pain would leave, that healing come. I believe right now, even as we are in the service this morning, I believe there's a miracle of God happening where diseases and infirmity are bowing to the name of Jesus. We still believe that Jesus heals the sick, sets the captives free, and breaks oppression off our lives. And someone watching online today, you've been through a lot of struggles. You've, you, there's a battle going on in your mind even right now. And I believe the Holy Spirit says that as you're watching today, the power of God is going to invade and shift the atmosphere of your room and God's going to set your mind free in the name of Jesus right now. Lord, we believe that our victory is in the cross of Jesus Christ who died for us and rose from the dead that we would live in the victory that he won for us at Calvary. In Jesus' mighty name, we declare it today over every single individual that's participated in this service in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted. God bless you as you take a seat today. Oh boy, thank you very much, you guys. God bless you. Hey, hey, Don, just before Don, Don, third Don, this is, third Don. Three of us in this church, Don, me, uh, Don Ramdari here today, and Don Richardson. And Don, I really believe, just as I turned around right then, I felt the Holy Spirit tell me to tell you to get ready for this season. God's going to unlock stuff in your life that even as a younger man, stuff in the spirit that was flowing through your life. And God says, I'm going to renew the gifts in your life. This is what the new wine's all about. God says, there's going to come a flow out of your life that's going to infect and, and influence a whole lot of people around about you. So you're going to carry something today that's a fresh anointing, and God's going to fill you afresh. And the wineskin that you are, God's doing a replenishment on that. And even in your health, I, I want to tell you, get ready for a miracle in your health right now. I believe God's going to energize you and give you, it's, it's like a brand new start in Jesus' name over your life, and over every single thing about your family, your home, and in Jesus' name right now, we declare the victory of Jesus over your world. Get, to, get ready to influence a lot of people. Give them a big hand clap for that, will you? Jesus' name. Hey, thank you, guys. That was absolutely amazing. 
Okay, we just can... for all the women in church, because yeah, I know you've all tuned out. You heard Jesse say, well, that Kristen and Tim have had a baby. Oh, yeah. And all you're thinking is, what have they had? They've had oh, a little yeah. boy, okay? Had a little boy at nine o'clock last night. So now you can listen to the word, okay? To most men, it's just a baby, but <laughs> girls love the details. Yeah. We know, Jesse didn't even know they'd had a baby, but there you go. <laughs> There we go. Mr. Photo and everything. The buzzing must have done it to him. But wasn't that great worship this morning? Absolutely awesome. And I love that new song about the new wine. And uh, it's just that every one of us here today and online right now, you are a vessel. And uh, this is what the cross was all about. Jesus' concept of the cross or God's concept of the cross was that no longer would God have a temple over here that you'd have to go and make kind of sacrifices and stuff uh, to get into the presence of God. Right now, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Did anybody know that? That you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's a huge statement when you think about it. And uh, we have all kinds of issues going on in our world and uh, things we're battling with. Some of you, I don't know where you're at with... uh, with COVID and with lockdown, you meet some people that are quite fearful. Uh, you meet other people they didn't even know a lockdown was happening. And, uh, and people are at all kinds of different levels. But do you know, when we've got the Holy Spirit living in us, there should really be no fear. Hello, everybody. There should be no fear because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's not just a statement in a book that God is making us. It means that God makes his dwelling place in your life. One or two people sound like they might believe that. But the, the very fact that God shifted it from a physical temple and at the cross we become the temple of the Holy Spirit, this is what being a vessel uh, of, for the new wine is all about. This is what it's really all about. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God wants to live in you afresh. Never forget how good God is. And uh, I think that's why I always say we can get a lot more excited than what we are. Is that true, Julia? Remember, I mean, last week we celebrated our birthday, which is why you saw that huge cake we had. Did anybody get a piece of the cake? Okay. That's why we're probably all a little bigger than we were last week. Not to mention lockdown baking. Julia made some beautiful cakes this week, a beautiful banana cake. I got up in the middle of the night to have peace and found that the kids had invaded it. Um, So I didn't get a chance to get any bigger. But uh, we've all probably grown a bit. I hope, though, that in this season called uh, uh, New Wine, that the new wine gets... Remember last week I held up the wineskin? Did anybody see that? The, 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 um, Graham and Wendy are not here this morning, but we held up a wineskin. Now, the wineskin is not that big, but they pour the new wine into there, and that's where the process takes place. So wherever you're at right now, get ready in this season to grow in God, in your capacity, and in what he's doing on your life. Amen. Well, that's what I've been thinking about yeah. this week. You know, how I love Shane Willard because he always says, the word is to ruminate on. And in Come some on. countries, they say it's like chewing the fat. And um, 
I was thinking so many people just go home and we've had the word, that's it for this week, I'm waiting for next week. But when you think about it, what is an, a wineskin? God's saying your, your body, your life is a wineskin. How does that relate to you? Are you I saw that leather um, little container, yeah, cowhide, and I thought, well, is mine a bit stiff and crusty? And God wants to change it. Are there any stiff and crusty people in the place? <laughs> no, but you, we've got to think about it. Because, you know, like in the world today, we're saying we've, we've pushed a reset button. Things have changed. And, you know, there was a reset button when Noah and the ark and everybody was wiped out except Noah and his family. That was a reset button. And down through the times, there's been resets. After the Second World War, I think there was a reset. And the world had changed. Women were going out to work and going into the business place. It was a lot of change. Okay, so we're in reset. So we leave, we leave here. What are we going to do differently? Well, we're online now. We can speak to the whole world. This is amazing. It's not a negative. We can take our sermons and preach, and it goes online to people that not necessarily have ever been in church before. That's exciting. But how, how is this relating to my life? Because I don't know. I get a bit bored sometimes. I don't want the same old, same old. So how's that new wineskin going to change me? Now, I'm just not going to go out there and think, well, I'm just going to change everything now and, and I'm going to be radical. I'm 67, for goodness sake. Really? Yes. But, what, but I want something to change. And I'm not just going to go out and make this decision, well, I'm going to change this, God. So this week, we had lockdown. How fabulous I had this time, even though I had four teenagers, two little kids and my children in my house because lockdown, it's party time. It's not like, oh, this is conspiracy. How sad. In our house, it's party time. And we're going to enjoy all day. You know, the, the young guys have got their music out and they're swimming in the pool and doing bombs and Don's almost have it levitating because all the pool's water's coming out of the pool and we have to put more in, you know, how it goes. And, um, and we're doing themed dinners, like Italian dinner, spaghetti bolognese, Italian music, dancing, fun. What an opportunity is for a family. I hope as families you took hold of it and thought, yeah, yay, family time. But what's going to change? And I've, I've been really thinking about, well, how can you change me? Because I read through the Bible, be still. And what is be still? Stop. Be still. Be still and know I am God. Be still. Still actually means trust. Trust God. And so I, I sat down and I started reading through the sermons and reading everything about new wine and things like that. And then I got to the part where Jesus was resurrected and he's going into heaven. And the last thing he says to the disciples, go to Jerusalem and wait. 
Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not good on the waiting. I am one of the most impatient people on this earth. Like, I want everything happening yesterday. He's like that. Yeah. Like, go. Everybody who um, goes out with me tells me to walk slower because I'm on a mission. I'm walking. I'm going somewhere. And at any rate, it was like, go and wait. And I was thinking, well, I'd be terribly, terrible being locked in a room with 120 other people. Yeah? But how exciting. There'd be a lot of banter going on and getting to know each other. But like iGroups, it's about getting to know people. If you're not in one, get it, join one. If you don't really like it, join another one. But, you know, move around. In fact, you might like it, but just want to go out and meet some more people. Do it. So, um, so they're stuck there for a few days in this room. And what are they doing? It says, wait, pray, and read the word. Now, that's a challenge because, I don't know, some people don't read the word. Do you want to change? Do you want to be better? Read the word. And then there's the other thing that people don't like. And I'm going to shock you. Christians don't want to pray. Because I know, we used to have prayer meetings, nobody turned up. I'm not telling you. But you know what? If you want to change and you want things to change in your world, prayer. I can't change things. God does. And sometimes he actually doesn't change the stuff around you, but he changes you. And we've done fasts before and through the fast, it's hard on the body. And you feel like nothing's happened. But by the time you stop, you know there's been a shift inside of you. Agree? Now, I want a shift. I don't want things the way they were. I'm I'm with that. And I want God to do some new stuff. And I love miracles. I love having a... I've got to move. I love having a testimony and telling people about amazing things God's done. Yes? I want to lay hands on the sick and see them healed. Come on. I want to see dead people raised up. You with me? Well, come on, church. We need to get to prayer and fasting. And we need to get into the Word and read it. You know, this Bible is so amazing. <laughs> it's life-giving. It's inspiring. And you find out stuff. You know, Jesus, even after he was baptized, went into the desert and spent time with the Father because he, needed, he knew he needed to change some more. I love it how when Don was um, speaking the other day and his mother moved him, I think Jesus at 40 would have still been waiting, but his mother pushed him. She gave him a nudge and she says, come on, right from when you were a little boy, you were at the temple with the teachers talking about. So you've had 20 odd years. How long have you been a Christian? And you've just been sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. It's time to move, church. It's time to get involved. In fact, many of you are well able to lead an I group or lead a department. 
but you're just sitting there. You do have time because you make time to go to the gym. You make time for what is important. You want things to shift. See, Jesus came back a different man from the desert. The apostle Paul, he'd killed Christians. He was a violent man and God knocked him of his horse on the road to Damascus. Blinded him, changed him. And for two years, he went out into the desert to spend time with God. And he came back a radically different man. He came back a man full of love and grace with a passion for people not to kill them, but to love them. He knew there was a different way of doing things. See, we need to be changed. See, the disciples went out from that room when the Holy Ghost came upon them, when God himself came within them. And those 120 people went out and changed the world. Now, I want to change my, com my community. I want to go out and when I... Um, Sometimes it happens when I spend extra time with God, I'll actually walk along the mall and I'll smile and people will actually stop and say, what is it about you? See, we want people to look at us and say, what is it about you? What is that love? How come you react differently? How come when I'm being mean as anything to you, you're loving me back? What is it about you? You see, it's only time with God. And so, church, we need to become like these disciples, those world changers, that we'll go out Good and word. we'll lay hands on the sick and Good we'll word. see miracles because I want a testimony. In fact, I don't want to die with the, so much Holy Spirit and so much stuff still inside me. You know, a church is not this building. You know, churches are going around and they're building big buildings. You know, we could have... 10 services a day here. We don't need to buy or build a bigger building. God has given us this gift. But we need to come and we need to fill it. When did you, I'll challenge you. When did you sit down with somebody and give them the, your testimony and lead them to the Lord? And I'm, I'm speaking, this is the challenge God has been given me this week. That we need to change. We all need to change. Yeah. To the day we die, we need to change. We don't like change, but we need to change. We need to change from those leathery old wineskins into something supple and pliable and good-looking and nice to be around with a nice fragrance. You pour out a good red wine. In fact... I was talking to Devin Vitale the other night and he had a nice glass bottle of red wine there and I said, let's take it and put it here and shake a, a few religious spirits. You know the richness of that red wine, the flavour, the smell. You know, this is what, I think that's why God talks about red wine, wine so much. Because that's what he wants us to be like. He wants us to look rich and full-bodied. Sounds good, doesn't it? With a great fragrance about us. Yes? 
How do we do that? We don't do it by just doing the same old, same old. We've got to actually discipline ourselves and start praying and start reading. You know, we're doing, um, through the I groups, we're doing um, a study with Rick Warren on prayer um, and it's so exciting. He's a man that has been pressed like the grapes. His son committed suicide. It broke their family. But you know, if you let God in, it can make you better. And everything in our lives, we all go through, if I sat with each of you, you've all been through some hard times. But if we let God make us better and let him pour as anointing through you, there's going to be something beautiful and aromatic. You know, there's just going to be something beautiful. The smell like a perfume come out. Anyway, I think that's fantastic. I'm going to push in because I'm getting impatient. <laughs> we were going to have a two-way dialogue, but she's sort of taken, she's taken the whole thing. I'm Thank passionate you. about it. Did you get some good points out of that? Good to be passionate, actually. And I think... Um, one of the great things that the Bible consistently, Jesus said, they that hunger and thirst Amen. will be filled. <clears throat> and if we want to be people that are filled with new wine, which is the anointing of the Holy Spirit, then you better get hungry. And I, sometimes I wonder how hungry we are, like uh, we get hungry about different things. God wants us to be hungry about the things of the Spirit. I don't know about you, but I'm hungry about seeing lives changed. Mm -hmm. I'm hungry about evangelism, which is kind of a non-used word in churches a lot these days, but still God is interested in the lost. The whole reason Christ went to the cross was for the lost. God loves the lost, and, um, and when we get tied up sometimes in our own little world, we miss out on what God wants to do in our bigger world. And uh, my challenge to you today is to get hungry. How do you get hungry? I reckon you get hungry hanging around hungry people. Yeah. Like, if you're, like if you're not passionate, I dare you to hang around some passionate people. Julia got pretty passionate about this. She's, she's pretty passionate about this new wine theme. And uh, we've been talking about it a lot at home. And... Um, just about any, even in our own lives, because everything you do say speaks back to you, even a bit of the echo coming back here today. But if it's not affecting us, it's not affecting anything. But every one of us needs to be affected a little bit. And I'm sure with the new wine in the wineskin, if it's a new wineskin, man, we can stretch a little. And, uh, and so my challenge is let's get ready to be stretched. And that, honestly, whether you agree with that or not, and I would probably say best not to agree with it, because the second you agree with God to stretch you, get ready. Get ready, because God will bring some circumstances into life. We were singing about it this morning. New wine only happens through crushing and, and all the stuff we've been singing about this morning, about how new wine's made. It doesn't happen just you know, pick some grapes and drop them in a nice little bottle of water and it all happens. No, they get cray. It used to be with bare feet. Imagine that. Wouldn't want my feet in there right now. I busted my second toe and uh, not looking good. Sanitizer. But sanitizer, that's right. 
you'd need a bit of sanitizer. Anyway, I wanted to give you a couple of verses just about what we are about in this season, okay? Because I think you've got to, God's word is the ultimate to create hunger in our lives. God's word. Without the word, there can be no increase in our world. And I don't know where you're at. That's why I love, I haven't even got my phone here, but I love the Bible app. How many have got the Bible app? The, uh, so it sends you a verse every day, keeps you up to date, keeps you inspired. Um, and outside of that, get around some passionate people who will literally, you know you catch passion. Did you know that everything we're talking about is better caught than taught? It's not so much about the good teaching, it's about catching the fire of the Holy Spirit. That's why Julia sometimes gets annoyed because I kind of go to the altar a lot. If ever we're in a situation where there's an altar opportunity, I want to be on it. And I love the altar, and I think God likes us being on the altar. When God spoke to Moses and Aaron, he said, I want you to take some fire from the altar. Now, I want to ask you this question. Where do you get your fire from? Because fire is where your passion will come from. Where are you getting your fire from? If you're getting it out of... uh, the latest movie or whatever other thing might stir you up. That's not the kind of fire we're talking. We're talking about the passion of the Holy Spirit here. That's why the best fire you'll ever get is off the altar. Get the coals off the altar and breathe God into your life and get ignited again for the souls of men and women. I mean, people are watching you every day. People won't often read their Bible, but they'll read you every day. Did you know that? People are watching you. But here's what the Bible says. Isaiah 43, 18, going to pop up on your screen in two seconds. And it says this, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Now, it's hard not to dwell on the past, isn't it? I don't know about you guys, but it's difficult not to dwell on the past. Julia is incredibly good at bringing up the past. (laughs) And if you're married trying to keep this positive but you'll find that women have an incredible ability to remember what happened 20 years ago (laughs) longer what you did wrong yeah hello now we've clean forgot I always want to have a comeback but I can never think of what it was because I've got such a forgiving heart (laughs) and I've dealt with it all years ago So when she brings it up, I'm like, yeah, well, hang around me, catch some of that forgiveness. That's why I need to go in prayer and fasting. That's exactly. That's why we're introducing prayer and fasting. But anyway, it carries on. Let's not get stuck there. See, I am doing a new thing. Now, how many like the new thing? You know, a lot of people get upset about the new thing, actually. The reality is... If I want to put on the new shirt that Julia buys me quite often, if I want to put on the new shirt, I've literally got to take off the old. So if you want to move into the new thing God's got you, you better get rid of some of the old stuff. Shake it off a bit. Stand up with me right now. Just stand up. Just shake off some of the old stuff. Just, Just do a bit of shaking. Shake off some of that negativity. Shake off some of that that doubt that's been in your mind. Shake off some of that fear 
that's tried to grip your spirit. Shake off some of the religious. Now, I consistently believe that I'm battling a religious spirit that tries to draw you in. And that makes you stiff, starchy, unrelatable, and unable to connect with the lost. I always want to be fresh and flowing. So just shake it off one more time. Come on, get rid of that religious. In fact, right now, I break every religious thing that would hold any of the saints back from being a living testimony of the Word of God. And I prophesy over you right now that during this season of new wineskins, that you would become fresh and flourishing just like the Word of God says and that God's going to make pathways for you. In fact, I... I, I Boy, I just really sense that for someone here. New pathways, what you feel like you're in a wilderness, and God says, I'm going to shape path. In fact, let's read it. Just while you're standing, let's read that. It says, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. You do, not, do you not perceive what I'm doing? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. That's for somebody here today. The new thing is literally a way in the wilderness. A wilderness is a lost, deserted area of no pinpointed, no real ge geographic um, marks. It's just a wilderness, but God says you're going to notice things and you're going to build memorials along there to the goodness of God in your world. And I really believe that over people here today in Jesus' name. You can sit down again now. You've shaken all that off. You'll all be free as Julia. Did you want to add anything to that before? Oh, no, let's finish the rest of it first because we've got to have the Bible. I was in a church in Australia, obviously, before um, COVID, and uh, somebody came up to me after the service and said, you never used any Bible verses. And I said, well, the reality is neither did Peter or Paul because they never had this book well, they had the Old Testament, but they were writing it as they went. We're reading what they did. And I said, it's often a shame to me that we're not getting so renewed and overflowing that we're not writing what we do, and it's affecting the world beyond us. See, we should be open the Bible anywhere. Put our finger in and bang, that's you. That's your day's work. Went out there, got on the workplace. Somebody came along with a gammy leg, and you laid hands on it, and they got healed instantaneously. Someone came a little oppressed and you cast the devil of oppression at them. They got set free. Hello. Here's what it goes on to say. Do not remember the thing. Sorry. Um, no, that was it. Sorry. We're finished. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Um, behold, I'll do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. So it's a today thing. Shall you not know it? I'll even make roads in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And the very verse that we're dealing with right now says this in the book of Mark chapter 2 and verse 22. And no one pours new wine into an old wineskin. They make a choice and a decision for a brand new wineskin. Otherwise the wineskin will burst and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour it into a new wineskin. Mm, Does right. anybody eat porridge? Only in the winter. When I was in America a while ago, they taught me how to make decent porridge. You can have winter and summer, okay? With um, steel cut oats, some of the most beautiful porridge you've ever eaten in your life, actually. And, uh, yeah. 
I was actually thinking about, I'll pull it back on track, everybody. I was actually thinking about um, Mary and Jesus at the wedding. And Mary said to the uh, servants, do whatever he says. So, son, get your act together. You've come to your time now. You're going to do a miracle. And Jesus said to the servants, go and get those pots and fill them with water. And they filled them with water, and as they poured it out, they turned into wine. But the thing is, with the word of God, Jesus spoke and he said, go fill the water pots. And God says to us many times, and even when we hear the word, to do something, and God is looking for a response yes, he is. from the Word of God. What you hear today, this is what you're hearing today, what is your response? Mm. Because what happened, they responded and filled the pots, and the miracle happens. See, what happens is God gives us a word of command, we respond. And then he responds, because then he did the miracle. And we're wanting changes in our lives. And God is actually, I think God is talking to us more than we actually are hearing. And he's looking for a response. And because we're not responding, we're not seeing the miracles. Like he's saying, when that person at at work has a migraine headache, go and pray for them. And you say, I can't go and do that in front of all those people. But you see, if God says, go and do it, you respond, he does the miracle. You don't do the miracle. It's up to God. You've just responded. And what this is what God is wanting to do in our lives is to awaken our hearing to his ask so we can respond Because God's wanting to show off in this world. He's wanting to do miracles. But we're not responding. So we need to clear our ears to hear what he's saying so we can respond so he can do the miracle. In our lives, everywhere around us. Because you you see in the Bible that the, the prophet came to the widow with the son that had no food and he said, cook me, make me a meal. She didn't say to him, well, that's all I've got left. I'm, we're going to starve you She responded by faith and made him the meal and then God did the miracle around her life. And I really believe that's what God is saying to you today, that every Sunday you hear, you hear a great word. You need to ruminate and then respond because he wants to do the miracle. If your finances are down, maybe he's saying, well, what can you do for this person? Can you cook them a meal? Can you do something? And then I'm going to do a miracle within your finances and in your life. He's looking for something from us first. Beautiful. Many years ago, Don was going to Australia to preach and... um, at a Youth Alive up in Queensland. And um, he got a phone call from a very big church. 
that could pay him a lot of money. And Don said to him, look, I'm sorry, I cannot come because um, I'm going here to Youth Alive. And Youth Alive, young people, there's no money. You're just going there to see young lives changed. And so he said to this church, look, I can't. I've already given my word that I would go here. And they said, but we could give you, say, $10,000. And we were living by faith in those days. So... But what happened was that Don went to Youth Alive. They didn't pay him anything. But the young leader of Youth Alive was going to go um, on the mission field and she needed $1,000 to pay for flights to go and do it. So on top of everything else, Don gave her the $1,000 to go. Now, when we started being evangelists in New Zealand, the faith response from our people was, nobody's ever made it as evangelists. You'll never make it. You'll be broke and you'll give up and do something else. But, you know, from that day that Don went to the place that he'd given his word and then he responded to the whisper of God Give her $1,000, but God, I haven't had any money to live, my family to live this week, but Don, will you give? You know, we never ever had to worry about money from that day on. God brought the money in for us to live. If you respond to the voice of God and do what he asks, you open the door for miracles in your life. So just to finish off, I want to give you this verse, Ezekiel 22 and verse 30, which is a powerful verse. And this is what God says. And uh, they may pop it up. I know that Daryl is brilliant on that uh, machine there. And here it is. It says, I looked for a man to stand in the gap. God is consistently looking for someone to stand in the gap. They've got to be someone that's filled with the new wine, that's supple and pliable enough to move and have an effect wherever you are. Never finished my story with the porridge because Julia butted in. But the porridge had a reason because if I don't stir the porridge, it sticks to the darn bottom. And if you don't get on to stirring it, it just burns to the bottom. I reckon there's a lot of, you know, the Bible says, stir up the gifts of the Holy Spirit within you. Yes. I reckon some people haven't stirred a gift of the Spirit for years. Now, we should be operating in the nine gifts of the Spirit, in the nine fruits of the, we're good at the fruits of the Spirit. We're all like one-winged doves cruising around and crashing, but God wants us to get both <laughs> wings happening with the other side, nine gifts of the fruits of the Spirit here and the nine gifts of the Spirit operating here. So we literally have words of knowledge, powerful faith uh, anointing on us to bring miracles and healing. We need to have the Holy Spirit operating through us so we can breathe a prophetic word over somebody. This is what the new wine's about. 
This is what it's about. It's stirring up the gifts of the Spirit. So I'm going to say, get your porridge stirred up. Stir some of that stuff that's been sitting on the bottom way too long and let's stir up the gifts of the Spirit and let's go again in Jesus' name. How many know it's, it's reset time? God's doing something amazing on the planet right now. You think it's COVID, you think it's lockdown, you think it's all over, but my Bible tells me that these are the days where God raises up men and women of fire and passion of the Holy Ghost that literally change their world. Are you ready for that, Neve? I can see Neve there with some faith on her. You're going to have an incredible effect on people's lives. You're going to, not only in the medical scenario, but in the faith scenario, you're going to breathe life into people that have no hope and filled with negativity, and you're going to burst them out of that and see faith come to them. Get ready for that, Neve. I see it on you this morning. So God's saying, stir up the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay, I want to finish this service, and I realize there are people watching online right now. Hope you, I want to challenge you too. Let's stir up the gifts of the Spirit. And as we close today, because it is close time, but even in this meeting, There'll be people here that it's been years since we gave the pot a bit of a stir. Stir up the gifts of spirit. Um, Paul spoke to Timothy in Timothy chapter 1, and he says, Timothy, I want to remind you of the prophetic word that had been spoken over by you, by your, your grandmother, Lois. How many have had, had a grandmother speak a word over them? So let's have a look. Not too many. One? One, two couple of people in the place. Oh, three or three or four. That's awesome. So those words that have been spoken over you, we've got to grab a hold of the words that have been spoken over our lives. George Thomas got born again under the ministry of Smith Wigglesworth. Then he chose to live next door to us. That's how I ended up getting saved. And when he, when he I was crawling out one day because I couldn't walk because I was under the influence of other things. And uh, he came out and he whacked his hand on me. And he began to prop. I wasn't even born again. Some of us are, we're so religious. If it doesn't happen in church, it doesn't happen. But God wants us to break out of the box. Come on. Stir the pot a little bit. Who's, who's not saved in your workplace that you could actually prophesy a word over them? That's scary. It's nice yeah. to prophesy over people Come in on. church. But God can give you a word for somebody in your workplace. That's why we anointed you last week. So you'll carry something on your life. Go home, anoint the, anoint the house, anoint the doorposts, anoint the kids, anoint the beds they sleep in. Man, that's the sort of stuff we get into. I'm into the anointing, man. I believe it changes. The, the, you know, the, the devil is a crafty, undermining attacker. But the Bible's, and he's got lots of weapons that destroy the people of God intimidation, fear, all kinds of stuff that pull us down. But you know what my Bible says? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of every stronghold. Let's operate some of that in our lives, over our families, over our friends. We've got broken people around us. I want to tell you, the anointing breaks the yoke. Let's get ready for revival in Jesus' name. It's not over. God's just ready to start. Hallelujah. Why don't you, if you're online today in this service, why don't you bow your heads with me right now. And Father, I want to thank you for the incredible men and women of God. Thank you, God, for the, 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 the keys that you've given us to unlock the victory of Christ in our world today. 
And as I walk around this room right now, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would invade every doubt, invade every atmosphere that would, would subtract from your word. And I release the power of the Holy Spirit right now. And I release the victory of God into men and women's life. And God, we don't even give up, God. We don't settle back. If it's not working today, we keep on believing in Jesus' name. We thank you for that verse, Lord, that says, whose report will you believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. So I prophesy over your homes, your businesses, your families, in Jesus' name, that a turning point is right around the corner in Jesus' name, that it will be activated in this season in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.